Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. For Arden Roof Systems, there's more to your roof than just shingles. You gotta come on. Hello! Boom, 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 boom. Come on! Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. The gang's all here. And we're back. Grant's back. Hello. We've got um, this Twitter poll up. I want you to take a look at it if you get a minute this morning. It's up on my Twitter. I think I retweeted it on Cruise as well. It has to do with uh, separating from Canada. There's a reason. I'll get into it later on the show. There's a reason why I put it out there. Not because I think we should separate from Canada. I don't. Yeah. It's the furthest thing. But we'll get into the reason why I put it up. Um, we got an announcement this morning about a band coming in to play live for us tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. I've been getting up earlier. I don't know what's going on with me. I don't know if it's the getting old. time change. Is it? Am I, am I getting? I think you just, as you get older, you just start to wake up earlier and earlier. <laughs> I even went to bed <laughs> later. Waking last... up at midnight soon. <laughs> <laughs> I even went to bed last night, like at nine thirty. Yeah. And I'm like wide awake, three thirty in the morning. <laughs> I sometimes do that when I have a lot in my head, like a, a lot going on. Lock doesn't have to worry about that. There's not a lot going on. Three thirty in the morning. <laughs> I'm not. I don't sit and twist on stuff. No, me neither. I'm not waking up in the middle of the night worried about things. I'm pretty good at, if somebody pisses me off or something upsets me, I'm pretty good at shaking it off. <laughs> it's a gift of mine. I know you squirrel on stuff, Jimmy, but. Welcome to the locker room. Back in the day, did we have as many studies about... The do's and don'ts revolving around dating and relationships and... Probably not. I think the advent of social media has sort of increased that because... Well, I think it's um, clickbaity. Yeah. Right? Like, it's good, it's good articles for people to write to get clicks on their website and that's, stuff. So that's, that's, I think that's a, where it probably comes from. A lot of that, yeah. Because I'm seeing more and more of it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and again, I've said this before. Because I never did the dating thing, yeah. I met my wife, locked it down, got married, moved in, <laughs> bought a house, had kids. Right? That, was like, that was yeah. It. You never dated before <laughs> your wife, really. <laughs> never dated. <laughs> <laughs> I was never on the prowl. <laughs> um, so I'm it. fascinated by what people have to go through, and the older I get, the more and more people that I know have gone through some. Some form of divorce People or separation. Age, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trying to jump so, into the dating world now. So they get thrust back into it, and it's always interesting to hear them talk about sort of the, the pitfalls and the perils mm-hmm. of, of the dating world. So this latest article is, and I think there's so much information out there that I think it's just confusing now for, for a lot of people, but we will throw this one out because I thought it would be a funny conversation. We'll turn it into a topic. Yeah, this is funny. What's your dating deal breaker band? So they did some research, and there was three people. I was surprised um, that were by the deal breakers. I, I was surprised by the top three. Two of them, I weren't. I wasn't surprised by, and then one, the third, I was kind of surprised. only one was surprising to me. So Nickelback, <laughs> Justin Bieber, and Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga, eh? yeah, I was surprised she was on the list. I wonder if that's. 
I wonder if that's men saying, I'm not going to date anybody that's a big fan of Lady Gaga. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, because I can see women saying, hey, listen, if you're if he's a big fan of Nickelback, that's that's a red flag. Yeah. The Justin Bieber, though, I I thought we were over that. Well, and, that, and same with Nickelback. I kind of thought we were over that. And, like, Lady Gaga hasn't released any new music in a long time, you know? I thought it would be Taylor Swift or, or something like that, but... Yeah, those are the three. The thing about the Taylor Swift thing, I think you're right. It, that makes more sense to me because old Swifters are nuts. Yeah, like they're crazy yeah, they're, for her. Exactly. Like they're selling their vehicle to go see <laughs> see her in Vegas. Her, but I chance. don't know if Swift would be. And and the reason is is guys would go to a Taylor Swift concert to meet women because it's a, the majority of the. Concert goers will be. You are not meeting a woman at Taylor Swift. They are not focusing on you. No, they are. Well, you yeah. buy them a beer on the show. Don't waste your money, Jimmy. Don't do this, Jimmy. Don't yeah. spend thousands of dollars on this Taylor is one Swift. Of your, this is one of your ideas to get. Hitched. Yeah, scratch that off the list. <laughs> okay, um, thank you. They didn't make the top. Three, but outside looking in, you two, Creed, and Coldplay. Creed. <laughs> so, what's your dating uh, deal breaker band? The room topic of the day. What's your deal breaker band dating? Seven eight zero nine eight nine zero nine five seven. You can text or you can call the show. Veronica says her dating deal breaker band would be ABBA. Come on, who doesn't like a little ABBA? I'm kind of with Veronica, right? Like, if, uh, if you're at a sh- if you're at a karaoke bar and somebody gets up and does Dancing Queen, that's one thing. Yeah. But if if you've got if you meet somebody, you go out for coffee, and they got an ABBA T-shirt on, and they've got a a shrine at the house to ABBA, she, well, she might be onto something. I was gonna say if you're a woman. And you get in a car with a guy that you're dating, and, and he starts blasting this, and he's singing along and dancing, and yeah, you might start to be like, mm, "Am yeah. I a cover? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is he using me to?" <laughs> you can also substitute some things. Air supply in there as well. Hey, the locker room topic of the day. What's your dating deal breaker band? Seven eight zero nine eight nine zero nine five seven. Carrie says she's been married for 33 years, um, so she hasn't been in the dating world for a while. But in her marriage, a deal breaker is David Wilcox. She says she doesn't let her husband listen to David Wilcox. Who wants to be with a guy that's singing laying pipe? (laughs) What? Come on, Carrie. This is an awesome song and should be the Oilers' goal song. I I, I still think that, that this needs to happen. Imagine, like, last night, Evander Kane gets the hat trick. Gets the natural hatty. This is going to get the crowd going every time. Every time. Every time. The locker room topic of the day. What is your dating deal breaker band? 780-989-0957. Aiden texted in and said, Meatloaf. What? Aiden said, can't stand that man's voice at all. I would rather listen to Rush, and that's saying a lot. Rush has come in a couple of times. They have, although for the opposite, too. Kane said his deal breaker was if they don't like Rush. Really? Yeah. Yeah, um, I've got my whole family trained well. I was just telling you guys off air yeah. that uh, my daughters and my wife, they all hate Rush. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, how do Treat you not well. love Meatloaf, though? Meatloaf. Like, this is a great song. 
kind of ended up in the the Nickelback waters, I think. Uh, when a band becomes so big and they get overplayed, I think there's a bit of a, a backlash. And in the 80s, Grant, because this record came out. Well, no, this one, this wasn't off of the original one. I think this is off of the... This, the follow-up to Bat Out of Hell. That Bat Out of Hell record, Grant was everywhere. Oh, this is the biggest, it was everywhere. Biggest selling album what ever. Thing, yeah. As a DJ, I love what I love about uh, you are not a, Okay, when I DJ when I trailer when park I, and you press play on Win Out. No, I do other things too, but it's just it's it's a great go pee and get a beer uh, band. There you go. In radio, it's the song where yeah, you go take a dump, go to Seven <laughs> Eleven. Have a smoke. Come back. Five minutes left in the song. The locker room topic of the day. What's your dating deal breaker band? This should be interesting. Jimmy just announced that he's got a couple. I've got You're two. You're a walking deal breaker. <laughs> <laughs> what could you possibly not like? Katie Lang and the Rankin family. Oh, okay. I'm kind of How on board you- there. <laughs> How many people do you meet that are like huge Rankin huge, family? Huge Katie Lang fans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Saving up for the next Katie Lang I've heard concert. Listen to Katie Lang or the Rankins and ever. <laughs> Scuba uh, Steve had a good one. Scuba says his uh, his deal breaker is the Commodores. He said, although I'll make an exception for Brick House, but yeah, he's not a big fan of the Commodores. Come on. What's wrong with you, Scuba? I want to play this whole song. How could he not love the Commodores? It's easy. Three times a lady. Once. House. Whenever I listen to stuff like that, I... I realize how white I am. <laughs> the locker room topic of the day. What is your deal dating deal breaker band? 780-989-0957 if you ever turn uh, reach the show. That's our text line, our phone number. Andrew said Michael Jackson. That's my wife's. She hates Michael Jackson. Oh, really? Yeah, Back? she hates his voice. Huh? It's too bad because, you know, I'll, I'll get down to some Michael every once in a while. <laughs> Especially little Michael. <laughs> Yeah. Before the voice Jackson change. Jackson 5, right? Jackson 5, little ABC. I'll enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Andrew is... St- I'm still shocked that Michael Jackson gets played. Like, every time I hear Michael Jackson on the radio, I'm like, someone didn't tell them. <laughs> we have completely forgiven him. Right? Yeah. Listen to that voice. He's on this one, eh? Yeah, this is the one, yeah. Well, he had that one, and then he had um, Was it Man in the Mirror that Slash played on? Slash played on that track, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. was Man in the Mirror. Mark said, um, if they have a problem with the Creed CDs in my truck, they're gone. <laughs> it's got Holy Trinity, My Own Prison, Human Clay, Weather, all those CDs all the, ready to all go the hits. at all times. We had talked about this last week, I think, just before you went away. Creed's doing a tour in, yeah. in 2024. In yeah. 
I think I need to go see him. You might want to look into that. <laughs> the Locker Room, only on Cruise. If you get a minute in the next, I think, five and a half days or whatever the hell it is that we have left on the Twitter poll, uh, go check it out. It's on my on my Twitter, at Lachlan Cross. Should Alberta separate from Canada? And now there's a reason why I put that up there, not because I'm a proponent of this. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see where everybody's headspace is with respect to, you know, that type of a conversation. I am, as much as I dislike our current leadership federally mm-hmm. and the individual in particular running our country, it hasn't ruined my love for this country. Right. Yes. Still Canadian. Still very still Canadian. Still proud of where the country you live in. Yeah. If somebody asked me where I'm from, I would go Canada. Like I'm a Canadian. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm, I'm an Albertan. Right. Like I. Yeah. When you go down to Mexico and people ask where you're from, you're Canadian. Yeah. I'm. Like, a, yeah. yeah. I'm proud. I, I have on all my luggage. I have Canadian flags. Mm-hmm. I have no desire whatsoever to remove this province from the country, even though I think that there are a number of things that they do to us that... Anyway, we don't need to get into that conversation. We have somebody from an organization. It is called the Alberta USA Statehood Movement coming on the show <laughs> next week. Okay? his Doesn't name sound fishy at all. His, <laughs> his name is Terrace. I think he goes by Terry. He's going to come on the show and we're going to have a conversation with him because I'm interested to see where his head's at. Mm -hmm. Why would you be so passionate about leaving this country? I'm curious. And I'm curious about whether or not people in this province are actually at the point where they think that it's a good idea to leave. Well, there would be some. We went to Canmore on the weekend and driving down the QE2 and get passed by... This guy who has a massive Trump flag flying from the back of his truck. I'm sure that guy's on board with this. He might be on board, yeah. right? So go check out the, the Twitter poll. We've already had how many votes so far? Over 1,800 votes on this. Holy thing. crap. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. taken off. Go, go check it out. And that interview is around 9 a.m. next Tuesday that, that we're going to be chatting with him. And he's brought some of his merch in. He's got some... Some merch. You can go check out his Facebook group if you're curious about this. If you search Alberta Statehood Movement, mm-hmm. it'll come up and maybe you can join that group. All right. There we go. I think we need to start having tough conversations. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of where I'm at right now. We're, we're very divided. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of divisive issues. There's a lot of topics that people just don't bring up anymore. Right? Yeah. Because they're worried about what their reaction's gonna be in the room. I think we need to get past that and and learn to have those difficult conversations. Mm-hmm. And next Tuesday might be one of those one of those difficult conversations. This is the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. I saw this a couple of days ago. I saved it for your return. Ten habits of unsuccessful people who never move forward in life. Do you want to go through the list? Sure, we can go through this list. Number one, um, unsuccessful people resist change. Um, People consistently find themselves in a rut, hold the fear of change. All right. Number two, they procrastinate regularly. Hmm. Um, They fall fall, uh, prey to that trap. Number three, they lack clear vision. (laughs) I wonder why you waited for Grant. (laughs) Number four, they don't value (laughs) self-improvement. 
<laughs> Five, they avoid taking any risk in life. Maybe they settle into an apartment and just stay there until they die because they're comfortable. Six, they blame others for their failures. Maybe they work with someone who walks with to die. <laughs> oh. Oh, my, oh, my God. Maybe they work with someone that they say ruined their life. Right? And their whole family might blame them. Number seven, they surround themselves with negativity. <laughs> Number eight, they focus on the problems, not the solutions. Number nine. They fear oh. criticism. Oh, my God. And number 10, they lack discipline. <laughs> Even though they like being spanked, they might not have much discipline in their life. Oh, my chest hurts. <laughs> yeah, I thought we were going to lose you there. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you just say that? Let's describe Jimmy. No one said that. <laughs> no one said that. You said it. The Locker Room presents The Grant Report. Brought to you by Battle Rattle Tactical Supplies. Supplying the front line since 2016. Now, Grant Johnson. There was a study done asking people how ready they think they are for the apocalypse. Do you think that you'll, you'll do well? Will you survive it? And survey found that one-third of people believe that in the event of an apocalypse, they would be the last person standing. <laughs> Two things here. I do appreciate that the majority of people have accepted that they will be dead if something ever happens. You know, the majority of people just know we don't stand a chance. You want me to hunt for my food and try to light a fire without gasoline? I'm done for. And then there's the one-third of people who believe that they would be able to do whatever it takes to survive. They watch Mad Max and they think, I am exactly like Mel Gibson. It's like watching a documentary. You know, they look at Francis Naganu and they say, yeah, if it came down to it, I could take that guy out in hand-to-hand combat. Actually, they asked these people who they would put on their apocalypse um, survival team as well. And The Rock was number one. Hello. Followed by Chuck Norris, <laughs> Superman, and John Cena. <laughs> Three of them are actors. One of them is 90 years old. And the fourth is a super made-up superhero. I think we're all doomed. The Grant Report is brought to you by our merchandise page, your one-stop shop for all of your Christmas presents. Text right. us now to get the link to shop. Welcome to the locker room. Oh my, it doesn't matter because I quit. I guess your mother was right. You never could compete with Lloyd Braun. <laughs> All right, there you go. He looks like Lloyd Braun from Seinfeld, Chris Knobloch, the new coach of the Edmonton Oilers. I've been trying to figure it out. I've been, since they hired him, I'm like, who does this guy look like? <laughs> who? And I might have, they might have been talking about this. Who knows? Bag Milk might have been written an article about it by now, but I've been on vacation, so I've been kind of away from it. Yeah. And then we got a text this morning. Yeah, somebody says, doesn't he look like Lloyd Braun from Seinfeld? Which, and I was like, that's it? Very random, too, because uh, you didn't mention to me that it was bugging you. No. But then you yelled it out, like, that's who he looks like! <laughs> that guy. It was that's... a very, very Kramer moment of you. That guy that played him is also in Police Academy 5. Okay. 
Thanks for that, well, Jimmy. One of those, that big hit of a movie. Police it's a great Academy movie. Five. If you go online and, and look it up, um, you'll see he doesn't talk much in Seinfeld. He's um, he's George's kind of arch enemy. Like yeah. They grew up together, and his dad always compares him to Lloyd Braun, and Lloyd <laughs> Braun goes insane at one point in the mental hospital. And yeah, I actually like um, the new coach as much as I feel bad for for Woody. Yeah, um, I I don't mind this this kid, Chris Knobloch. Yeah, he seems like a good guy. Uh, and again, we're all being very tentative about our excitement revolving around the team, just based on what we've gone Anytime through you already. Fire a coach, and then they bounce there's always back. like a, a streak where they. They, yeah, they're very motivated to play hockey. Yeah, that was a good game last night. There were some yeah. moments where I was like, "They're letting it go. They're letting it slip." And then they they put they put it into a gear there in the third and and managed to get it back. So well, good, good for them. Tied with the Flames now. <laughs> For what? Second last place. Second last place. <laughs> it's going to be a long haul. They're going to have to win yeah, they're in a 21 hole. straight to pull themselves out of the hole they've already got themselves in. So, anyway, um, we'll put this video out, too. We're rolling yeah. tape on this right now, and uh, you can see what we're talking about. Man, he looks... They look like they could be brothers. Yeah. Another moment with Dr. Locke. This is actually kind of a tie-in to the conversation we were having yesterday about staying up all night to potentially rewire your brain. Okay? Jimmy was making fun of me, saying that there wasn't any validity to it, but I was like, it's a study. It's it's based on so a study they did on mice. So you're saying, like, keep stay up for an entire night to change your brain? Yeah. Hmm. And... As soon as I mentioned it, I was. It's supposed to help with mental health issues and things like that, right? Okay. As soon as I mentioned it, Jimmy starts smirking at me, and I'm like, I think there might be something to this. It makes sense to me. I don't know why. Well, just people are trying all sorts of different things to change their brain, hallucinogens and all sorts of the sleep, like the the tanks that you the float tanks. Yeah. Yeah. People are doing all sorts of different things. So. I mean, there is a change when you stay up all night. Well, I guess something happens. Like, I guess you start pumping different chemicals or something yeah. when when you force yourself. Now, this isn't stay up all night, drink yourself stupid. Yeah, this isn't three in the morning, Jimmy stumbling uh, yeah, out of brown. Yeah, Jimmy's like, I've never had it. This has never worked for me. I'm like, but you, when you stay up till six, seven o'clock in the morning, you've been drinking for 18 hours mm-hmm. straight. That's not... That's not what this is. This is different. This is different. I think you have to be sober it's kind in of order like to have the impact. The difference between doing mushrooms when you're drinking or mushrooms when you're sober to start. <laughs> There's a difference. So anyway, we got a couple of texts from people that were saying that they do notice a change in their mental health when they've had to do this. In particular, one guy was a shift worker. Um, and he was saying, I've, I've noticed an impact on staying up all night on my mental health. Got a note. I got a couple of notes yesterday from people that heard this segment. And one in particular from Ron. And he was like, I was listening to the podcast. And I have had the, the stay up for 24 hours to relieve issues, mental health issues. Specifically for him, he's had a number of concussions in his life. Hmm. So when he feels like he needs this reset, he does this. Weird. And I'm like, did anybody tell you to do this? And he goes, no. Just started doing it. Well, it happened by accident for him, right? Yeah. So he's trying to avoid being pilled out by his doctor. So he does it as as a yeah. an avoidance on opioids. 
Huh. There's something to this, Grant. I feel like it would do the opposite for me, though. Like, when I stay up too late, I'm a wreck the next day. <laughs> well, I think you have to eventually get some sleep. But, I guess, yeah. But I think I think whatever whatever your body does to cope with... The dopamine and everything Yeah, else. to cope with trying to keep yourself awake. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I... Have you ever done it? When I was younger, I did, yeah. See, I never... Like a kid, it used to be a fun thing, like, to have a sleepover and be like, we're staying up all night. Because I'd stay up all night playing video games or whatever. I've never done this. No? I know when mm-hmm. I was younger, we used to do... Uh, it was through our church, but it was like a, like a stay up all night, like a 24... It was a, for famine, so it was to raise money for... Like the food bank, or the kind of thing. Okay, all right. That's when you were a pastor or a youth pastor, <laughs> uh, assistant. But yeah, assistant youth pastor. <laughs> I, there might be something to this. Yeah, and and again, it's a study Try based it. on mice. Do it. I don't have any mental health issues. I'm completely normal. <laughs> yeah, you're completely fine. Come to the locker room. It's been over a week now since we lost. Probably closer to two weeks. That we yeah. lost Matthew Perry. Yeah, he died um, in October twenty eighth. Yeah, so it's oh, it's been yeah, it's been almost a month. Wow, mm-hmm. my goodness, time is just screaming by. Anyway, um, at the beginning, at the front end, I was kind of surprised that we didn't hear from um, the the cast members of Friends. Yeah, were you surprised by that? Well, no, because I thought oh, they're probably. Trying to process it and find the words. And yeah. A little bit shocked, yeah. Well, that's what uh, Jennifer Aniston said. If you follow Jennifer Aniston online, um, on Instagram, I think, is is where it came out. Mm-hmm. She put a post up. And the the cool thing about it, and because and, you hear these stories all the time about people that spend a long time together doing a, you know, a TV show or they film movies together or whatever, and then they never talk. Yeah. And you're like, oh. Because there's the illusion that they're all best friends and, yeah. and everything, right, off of the show. And you kind of want these people to hang out together or get yeah. along, or and then they just don't. Um, but apparently, this group, these like, they were actually friends. When I heard that the dad in Elf was a jerk, I was like, oh, come on. That kind of ruins Elf for me. <laughs> he apparently wasn't a very nice guy. Um, but yeah, friends, they're like, oh, they actually did get along yeah yeah uh, and uh jennifer was saying that she texted um him on an almost daily basis they yeah yeah they kept in touch so kind of sad her uh, post if you're a big friends fan and you you missed that you haven't seen it yet it's worth going to she put some pictures up a little video mm-hmm. so yeah they're all heartbroken yeah. i think that's part of the reason why it, you're right it took him so long to respond because find the words and 54 yeah, yeah. his Ex, one of his exes, Matthew Perry. I don't know if you missed that last week. Did you see that? Um, I don't know. She commented, and it was out in the press for a day, that she thinks he might have relapsed. Oh, really? I yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. Anyway, and then the the death certificate came out, and it was what? What did it say, Jimmy? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> there was something about the death certificate that suggested that there there's more coming. Oh, okay. I don't know exactly what the term was, but yeah. Anyway, sad, sad mm-hmm. stuff. The locker room only on cruise. I don't know if she wants to be called Bell or Pepper. Bell Pepper, maybe both. Maybe both. Good morning, Bell speaking. Bell. We'll call you Bell. How are you doing today, Bell? 
Good. How are you doing? Good. It's the locker room. We're phoning to tease a segment we have coming up with you on the program yep. tomorrow. Um, yeah. Shortly after 8 o'clock, you're going to pop in, and we're going to talk a little bit about the fact that you are part of the Taboo Sex Show, which is in town this weekend, and you do sessions. What do you call it? Uh, I do presentations and seminars. Seminar, okay. And you do it on what, Belle? Uh Different things. So I do it on consensual non-monogamy, so both swinging and polyamory, but I also do it on regular relationship issues like jealousy and envy. Okay. All right. I'm guessing that would be a big part of that world. Oh, <laughs> it's the most common question asked. <laughs> Being able to cope with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, it pops up in monogamous relationships too. Yeah. So... We'll save everything, like our questions for tomorrow, because anytime we've had discussions revolving around this, the phones and the text line go absolutely crazy. But I want people to start thinking about what they'd like to ask you. And you can send us questions ahead of time, either text them or just find me on social media. And we'll we'll chat with Belle about this this lifestyle tomorrow. You live it, right? You're I in, do. You're in what you would refer to as a polyamorous relationship? Absolutely. Um, actually, what I tell people is I am just consensually non-monogamous because I participate in all aspects, the, the entire spectrum of consensual non-monogamy. So I, I engage in swinging, I do a little bit of kink, and I have a full-on polyamorous relationship with my current husband and nesting partner okay you want it all you just got jimmy's attention <laughs> <laughs> he was yeah. not paying attention I, until I, you know i live a life of why do i have to choose that's okay. that's basically it all right god love you okay <laughs> i have some questions about the signs of a swinger for tomorrow okay yeah so. yeah we'll get into that yeah. as well okay listen bell we're really looking forward to this thank you for your time we'll see you tomorrow okay? no worries thank right. you i'm really looking forward to it take care my friend mm, bye-bye She's also bringing some passes for the Taboo Sex Show, um, which will be given away at some point during the conversation with Bell tomorrow. This might be hard to explain to the family. It's The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. All right, we got a guest in the studio. One of the bull riders for PBR. That's happening this weekend, Connor, right? Yep, Friday yeah, and Saturday. It's Friday and Saturday night. Rogers. We were just chatting about the, about the show. We were giving away tickets last week, and the... The text line went nuts. And I said to Grant, I said, did you expect that? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is this. I've never been. I've never been to one of these shows. You've and never experienced it. Yeah. yeah. So it's very, very popular and um, and and uh, and and quite quite a demand for tickets. So, Connor, you look quite young. Um, your last name? Halverson. Halverson. Where are you from? Gordon, Nebraska. Gordon, Nebraska. How long have you been riding bulls? Is this something you've been doing like a long, long time? Yeah, I started at a really young age and uh, just worked my way up as um, I got older. Okay. And uh, so, and I've been riding professionally since I was 18. So. 18. Oh, good Lord. So <laughs> it seems like a sport that you might need to be a little insane to do <laughs> yeah i mean it's definitely not for everybody you know it's it's a uh, it can be rough on on a person and uh you there's the highs are really high and the lows are really low in this sport so you, you just kind of gotta you gotta take it and uh whatever comes your way you just yeah. gotta 
you got to go with it because you know it's it's a it can be a dangerous sport but uh we we love it enough that we we keep coming back to it do you have a family history of riding bulls or how'd you get into it i uh no i don't really have a family history of riding bulls or anything like that or rodeo um i just grew up in a really small town and you know it's something that uh we kind of just did as kids, you know, riding sheep and calves and stuff like that. And so, um, and then it just progressed from then. We're always trying to get Jimmy to jump on animals <laughs> for video. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He never does. Mostly yeah. geese. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Coyotes. <laughs> There's a lot of hunting in the river valley. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, um, tonight, if, if you haven't got tickets, you might want to check it out. What's your, what's your worst injury, Connor? Um, I, I lacerated my liver, um, and that, 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 that's probably my worst one, um, but, so. Do the clowns help out at all? Yeah. Uh, the bullfighters, they're, they're a really big part of it, you know, they're, they're, they're there to save us and, uh, keep us out of danger's way as much as possible. Yeah. And, uh, you know, without them guys, um. They actually, I, I yeah. couldn't imagine, you know, doing what we do without those guys. They're a pretty important part of it, okay? Because yeah. they uh, they help you out when you get getting off the bowl and yeah, everything. They're, they're a huge like, part of it. I didn't I know that. They're crazier. I, they might be crazier. I think there was like a show about them once I watched one time, just about these guys and what they do and what they put their yeah. bodies through. Yeah. <laughs> Some of my favorite stuff from Jackass is when Johnny Knoxville is in the ring with the Bulls. Yeah, yeah. it's very funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We should ask what's the weirdest thing you've ridden. <laughs> Bulls, um, you know, off the top of my head, I don't think I've really gotten on anything. Ostrich? Yeah, no, nothing exotic. <laughs> I haven't got on anything exotic, I guess. Uh, um, what's the meanest bull you've been on, or the biggest? Um, actually, I've got on some of the biggest bulls that I've ever uh, got on up here in Canada. So okay, yeah, they're. They uh they like them big up here. So <laughs> they breed them a little bigger than yeah. they do down in the states. Yep. And are they meaner up here? Um, just if if it's bigger, does it mean it's meaner? No, I mean b- bulls. They're, they're they're just like humans. You know, they they got each one of them has its own different personality. You know, you'll you'll find some mean ones that <laughs> don't want you even to look here. at them. But yeah. uh, for the most part, a lot of them, you know, they just want to do their job as much as we do and get out of there. Do you um, have any like rituals or any superstitions or anything like that? Do you? I don't know, knock on the gate a couple of times or whisper sweet nothings into the bull's ear before they open the gate or anything? No, uh, my my only superstition and most everybody that uh, wears a cowboy hat or any anything like that is uh, to never put your hat on the bed. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I think I I've heard that, that before. Yeah. I, I so, think I've heard that from a movie. Yeah, that's yeah. that's uh Never put any, any cowboy you ask, that's I guarantee that'll be one of their superstitions. I didn't know that. that. Yeah. You never I, it's bad luck. So. It's good to know. Good to yeah. know. Have you ever had a girlfriend put it on the bed? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> they know, eh? Yeah. Yeah. And and if it does get on the bed, you're supposed to stomp it. So okay. you don't get huh. the bad luck out of it. All right. Yeah. Okay. Just, so if you got a nice hat, don't put it on the bed. So. Yeah. Connor, when do you ride? When when are you going on? Uh, tomorrow. Um, so Friday and Saturday starts at seven o'clock. Okay. So. And um, what are you competing for? Is uh, there's obviously there's some cash here, but yep. but also a, a and, title. Yep, national title. The okay. So all right. Um, 
everybody there tomorrow and Saturday will be competing for a PBR Canada national title. So, um, how do you stack up? You just stay on, you know. <laughs> uh, Good competition all this year. Yeah, you know, every everybody there uh, is there for a reason. Uh, we we worked all year for it, so uh, it's not going to be easy. You know, everybody's going to be um, doing their job. Yeah, and uh, you know. Everybody wants a national title, so it's it's for sure not going to be easy. Very cool. Well, thank you for coming down and hanging out with us. This is interesting. Sure. Yeah, that's it's crazy what you do. Yeah. Um, there's still tickets available. I do know that, uh, but it has sold very, very well. From all accounts, this is a show you do not want to miss. And now that they're in Rogers Place, they've even stepped it up, and and it's uh, it's quite a spectacle. Mm-hmm. So good luck, to, and stay safe, okay, Connor? Yes, sir. I appreciate it. All right. Take care, my friend. The Locker Room. World's sexiest man was announced this week, Patrick Dempsey. So this is a people thing. He mm-hmm. was on. He was McDreamy, McDreamy. On, on Grey's Anatomy. Has he done anything since? I was going to say it seems a little late for him to be the sexiest man. Like he's not really a relevant person anymore, is he? But he's got to be close to sixty too. Um, he's got a Ferrari movie coming out on Christmas. Uh, he's fifty-seven. Fifty-seven. Okay. Turning fifty-eight right away. Um, but Patrick Dempsey, I saw oh, a sexy picture. Man. Saw a picture of him, and um, like, and it's a recent photo mm-hmm. because the article talked about how well he's held up. Yeah, it's not fair. <laughs> like yeah, I saw him, like where's the shit locker? And, you know, he's why doing you have good. Hair, right? He's got beautiful hair. What's going on here? He's, even what as happened? he grays, like he gets better looking when he gets gray. I know, I know. Um, it's just not fair. <laughs> I liked uh, one of the runner ups there, uh, Jason Kelsey. Oh, was he from the Eagles? Was he so in there? He was a runner-up for sexiest man in there, saying that is a step forward for plus-sized men with beards. Because <laughs> you look at Jason Kelsey, <laughs> he's a bigger dude. He's, I mean, he's an offensive lineman. Yeah, so, for the Eagles, Timothy uh, Chalamet. Yeah, he is. Is he the kid that's from in Dune? Dune. In yeah, the new Dune. Yeah, in the Dune. Okay, and Patrick Dempsey was also in Transformers: Kelsey. The Dark Side of the Moon. Okay. Patrick Dempsey, Dempsey was in that. that. I I, he I was he that. was the bad guy that turned against Earth. Jamie Fox. This must have been before he got sick, but he was part of the conversation. <laughs> Can't be sexy after he's sick. <laughs> well, he's he's recovering though. Yeah, but um, they wouldn't have given it to him because don't you have to? I don't know. Isn't there people's sexiest man work to do after you get the? Uh, you gonna go in parades and stuff? <laughs> I don't know if you do. <laughs> Take photo shoots with the crown? Isn't there something? I don't think so. All right. I need to see a picture of of, uh, Kelsey, the lineman. That's one of the world's sexiest men right there. Okay. It's Travis's brother, right? Travis Kelsey dating Taylor. So one of them is dating Taylor Swift. The other is one of the sexiest men in the world. Quite the honor. That's a lucky family. Yeah. Welcome to the locker room. All right. We need an update on your um, weight situation there. It's kind of weird because I'm not sure exactly what's going on because. Just give me a second. there? Try and find my. Wrong ear. You just stop talking halfway through your sentence. Sorry, like it's the mics are live. You just can't just stop talking. That's a funny story, Lachlan. The, th- the thing is, is 
So in July, I was 151 pounds, and then Jimmy's Septem- four feet tall, by the way. Then not starving a six. Then feet September tall, 20. Then September 21, I was 139.4. But then yes, on November 14th, so a couple days ago, yes, is, yeah, days I was ago. back to 139.4. And then I, but then that afternoon I weighed myself and it was 135. So well, you'll lost weight. fluctuate through the course of a day. Yeah. You can be a couple of pounds different. But, it's, but that's like four pounds. If you're tracking yourself, what I've been told is only weigh yourself in the morning. Okay. That's your true weight. And oh, then I didn't like, know that. Yeah. And then throughout the day, you pick up things and do you lose some weight at night i think so yeah okay yeah. it's weird that you were lighter in the i was lighter in the afternoon than i was in the morning well, i was heavier that's in the morning kind of our morning though right we kind like, of got a flipped upside down morning yeah. it seems like so yeah yeah well yeah they, they always say like don't weigh yourself at night before bed like weigh yourself when you wake up oh, i didn't know that. yeah okay i have had like like i'll i'll weigh myself i'll be 239 240 and then I'll weigh myself two, three days later, and I'll be two thirty-three. Like, and I don't feel like I lost up and seventy. Down. Yeah, and that's like, um, remember when Jimmy did the weight loss challenge? And if he didn't lose twenty pounds, he had three months to lose twenty pounds or something like that. And if you didn't lose twenty pounds, Locke was going to give you a, an exam in the prostate. Um, and that and, more, you had like a pound to go, and we weighed you first yeah. thing in the morning. And then if I if I got if I meet the challenge i didn't have to pay him by the way i was never parking. going to give him a prostate exam <laughs> uh you were talking you were, you were talking about, about it. it you were calling doctors to say exactly <laughs> how what, what, thing started. Like, what, uh, what's the best we were trying to scare you and so and it worked he still hasn't had to get one he lost 25 pounds from fear <laughs> but but then <laughs> the then i didn't diet. have to pay for your parking and then you guilted me into starting back into the paying you the parking he makes so much of this stuff up. He, he lives in an alternative Because all of a sudden, two months later, you're like, oh yeah, he doesn't give me any money for nothing. Like, And I drive his short ass to work every day. Uh, Alright. So Listen, you're at 139. 130. That's pretty good. Yeah. As this weight loss challenge or journey continues, are you, because you're at a plateau right now. Are you? As I say, uh, do you have a goal? Do you have a, do you have a plan to make any changes though? Because I know you wanted to get, what did you, you wanted to get down to a buck 30, right? Right? 20? You want to get down to 120? You'll be a stick. Yeah, yeah there's no, nothing because, there. No, because when I... It's all head. When we did the last weight loss challenge, I got down to 120. Wow. When I was... It was 120-ish. Oh, wow. Because that when was, I was in alt, like, that was the bear days. It was... Oh. You've never seen him at 120. Okay, it wasn't when you <laughs> lost those 20 pounds. I was like 119 or something like that. It's probably still on the board. Okay, maybe. You know what? I think maybe, I don't know. Because well, when I he also did the dehydrated loss, himself. He didn't drink anything for a week. But when I did the water. weight loss challenge at the Bear, I was I, I got down to 115. Oh wow! Just a head walking around on a toothpick. <laughs> That's like, one thing like, I like have one noticed. Of the pictures of me you don't when lose I was any ripped. weight in your head. <laughs> It's a dwarf thing having a large head. <laughs> anyway, um, Jimmy's celebrating a birthday. He is—he's uh, turning forty-nine tomorrow. Is this your actual birthday, or is this gr- the Grant Facebook birthday? He's not sure anymore. This is my actual birthday. Okay, my like the, the real day is November eighteenth. Okay, 19th, so, so it's Saturday. 
So we're doing a very special Jimmy birthday show tomorrow, which means we're not doing anything different. We're just all Bon Jovi. I'm going to go bring him in to. Oh, maybe I'll put a song in for you. That's uh, that's what I'll do. You know, okay. Can, can, I gonna, call, can I call the boss and ask if I'm allowed to drink on the show? It you, is my birthday. You, you can go ahead. Yeah, give her. Go ahead. D- d- be sober. For, I'm taking you out tomorrow night. You guys are going on but a the dr- more drunk I get, the less booze you have to buy. <sighs> that's not true. That doesn't work that it's way. It's never with worked you. that way. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't slow down. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, if you want to join us for a beer tomorrow, too, we're going to be at Kelly's Pub at around 5-ish. We're going to meet there, have a couple of drinks and a bite to eat before we go to the Glorious Sun Show tomorrow night. Jimmy and I got tickets for that, so um, I'm buying him dinner for his birthday, and, and it's an open invite. And... No, Jimmy said this yesterday. I'm buying for everyone. That is not that is not a thing. Come by. I'll buy your I'll buy you a couple of drinks in your dinner. And if anybody wants to pop in and say Grant, you should come say hi I too. I might pop by, yeah. yeah there you're you buying. <laughs> You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast. Just be grateful they don't have real jobs. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 957 Cruise FM. Brought to you by Arden Roof Systems.